Be the Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. If you are enjoying these stories, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. You can also join our Facebook community under the group title, Be the Good with Kate Cherichello. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. All right, today's guest on Be The Good is Marlene Sharp. She is an entertainment industry multi-hyphenate to the nth degree, and she is president of Pink Poodle Productions, and she has her hands in so many different directions. I can't wait for you to hear from her. And Marlene is joining me from California today, so thanks so much for being here, Marlene. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. So first, (laughs) please just tell us more about who you are and what you do in your own words. Sure. So uh, I'm Marlene Sharp. And as you mentioned, I am a multi-hyphenate. It's often challenging to explain exactly what I am and what I do, because it seems like I I take on new roles all the time. But basically, I am an entertainment industry person. I've I've worn many hats in my career. So um, I started out as an assistant and then I've, I've worked pretty much every job in show business in production and including actor. So actor, uh, production coordinator, script coordinator, so forth. Um, and then also I've been an entertainment industry executive. So I've worked in the offices of various folks, um, and doing development, distribution, marketing, all kinds of things. And right now I, I have my own company, which is called Pink Poodle Productions. And I, I have two major entities that I work with, as well as other smaller, uh, smaller entities, I guess, and individuals. But um, the, two, the two major entities are Rainshine Entertainment and... Uh, the Center for Learning Unlimited, and I do various different tasks of consulting, producing, advising, handholding. Um, I guess I guess that about covers it. So yeah, so that's me. Excellent. How did you end up in the entertainment industry, and especially doing so many different sides of the entertainment industry? What was your path? So my path was being born in New Orleans, Louisiana, and thinking my whole life that I must have been switched at birth, that there was some some mogul in Beverly Hills missing his little baby mogul who uh, got switched with some some nice down-to-earth people in New Orleans who had absolutely no interest in, <laughs> in show business except to go see plays every now and again. And, and um, so I was not born into a show business family, but uh, here I was this, this fish out of water and never really felt like I fit in there. So as soon as I was old enough to realize that entertainment was a business and that sh- shows were made in places other than where I lived, I was, I was fascinated. So it must've been about two or three at that time. I was a weird, weird kid. Um, started bringing home books from the library, like how to get your kid into show business and, and such. And uh, um, tried to do what I could in, in the area where I was born. And then 
I, I ended up going to all through school in New Orleans until I graduated from college. And then I went to San Diego State for a master's degree, an MFA in musical theater. And then what happened? I moved, uh, I had a, a few moves. I moved up the coast from graduation, went to Orange County, worked for a while as a talent agent assistant and was able to audition through that agency where I worked. So that was good. Um, and then eventually moved up to LA where I started temping and temping really is the direct path to where I am today. So uh, I, I highly recommend it for anybody who can manage it. I don't even really know if temping is that much of a, a thing anymore because of COVID and offices and, and oh, so forth. Yeah. But, but I guess, I guess you could be a virtual assistant. I guess that, that is a, um, a viable option for some people. But when I was temping, I landed in the office of a gentleman who was instrumental in bringing Power Rangers to the United States. And so I got to say, my lifelong dream was not to work in voice action series, live action or animated. That that was not my dream. My dream was <laughs> to be Tina Fey. If, if, if one is honest, that's the career that I wanted. Um, that is not the career that I had. I, I landed in uh, this place where a lot of Japanese cartoons were being and, and live action series for boys were being imported or or exported from Japan, imported to, to the US and tweaked and put on the air and sold a lot of toys that were associated with those shows and um, kind of stuck in that world. And then I, for a lot of years, I had a secret life of sneaking off to auditions and um, making up a lot of ailments to get me out of work so I could uh, audition. And then if I booked something, yikes, then I had to make up even more excuses <laughs> as to why, why I was going to be out of the office for an undetermined period of time. So, um, so that, that, that war on me. And in 2013, I became offer only. So, so I'm not really doing the audition thing anymore, but if, Hey, if somebody wants to offer me something, I will <laughs> do it. But now I'm, I'm more focused on growing my business and producing and Hey, if I could produce something that I could also be in all the better, but, um, but I, I pretty steadily worked in um, the kids and family entertainment business for a lot of years and a lot of animation and um, also what else animation, so, some live action, but mostly in the kids and family world. So, so yeah, that's the, that's, that's, that's the path. <laughs> Here I am. Wow. Did that influence you creating your own production company? How did how did Pink Poodle Productions come about? So I've always had a number of projects going on, even when I've had a, a full time job. 
quite frankly, just to make ends meet, I've had side hustles. Uh, there's a, there's been the acting f- for a while and then um also just um writing scripts and consulting on on that and and um uh, v- various other things related to the entertainment business that did not constitute full-time jobs and but but supplemental income adjacent to what I would do full-time and so um so to take on freelance projects i i thought it would be advantageous to have a company as a public facing thing and so so i like pink and i like poodles so that's where the name pink poodle and i like i like the concept of pink poodles because i like the 50s and vintage stuff Uh and and so forth so that that seemed to fit so i created the website golly that was probably like in 2015 15 or so when I was still working at Sega, just to kind of be a glorified resume, really. And then, um, uh, so I did, I, I did that. And then um, in 2019, I was working full time for a Japanese video game company called Level 5. And uh, toward the end of 2019, Level 5 decided to close its Los Angeles office which sadly was the end of my full-time job at level five. And so I did not have another full-time job waiting for me. So I decided, well, Pink Poodle will be my full-time job until I have another. And lo and behold, that has been my full-time job for the last two plus years. I've been very fortunate in getting so much work and, um, a lot of clients and, and lots, lots to do even during COVID. So hence pink poodle productions suck. And, uh, I call it forced entrepreneurship. So that's, that, <laughs> that, that's the story of pink poodle productions. Forced entrepreneurship. I like that term. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it worked out. You were able to, you know, follow that path you love. Hey, Marlene, do you have any good news moments you'd like to share, you know, from your various you know, aspects of your career over the years, people that have affected you or vice versa? Well, something good that happened in the last week or so and was quite unexpected. I, I got a, an award from LinkedIn. Um, and, and I shouldn't say I, because it's really on behalf of women in animation, which is a networking group that I've been a member of for a long time. And so when LinkedIn started, I, I was on the international board of women in animation and, um, I, somehow weaseled my way into being the manager of the LinkedIn group that we started for women in animation. So uh, I, I guess, I, again, I'm, I'm nosy. I'm kind of a busybody, And so probably there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm amongst the other board members as to who was going to run the LinkedIn group. So I probably said, I'll do it. And then that was a long time, what, so the, the dawn of LinkedIn. So the end of the you know 2009 2010 or something and i'm i'm still the manager of that group and so so we've grown we have probably almost 15,000 members of the group 
people from all over the world. And, um, and the, it's not really that organized. It's just a platform for people who, some of them are paying members of women in animation and some of them aren't, they're just, and, and it's men, women. And um, it, it's, it's really a forum to make some announcements for the, the bigger group. And then also for people to showcase their art. So I, I sometimes need to be the bad guy and come in and like, if somebody is, is spamming too much or like, oh, here, sign up for this class. And, you know, like when it's too, too salesy, I have to go in and delete posts, but otherwise it's, it's a pretty um, low pressure assignment. And then we just last week got this nice letter from LinkedIn saying that um, our group was is one of the most engaging groups on LinkedIn. And here's this little e-certificate to put on your, to put in your group. And we're going to be rolling out new features in the next several months. And your group will be the first to test these out and such and such. And so it was just really exciting because I, I didn't have to apply for it. Uh, I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to campaign for it which is something that is very common in the entertainment industry yeah. if you want an award you have to pay to enter you have to jump through a million hoops to <laughs> be considered and then you know maybe a year after all your time and effort you will not have been nominated <laughs> but you'll have all these ancillary materials that you've created that you want to repurpose for something else but this was unsolicited so it was very very welcome and we posted the certificate on the LinkedIn uh, group and and people were were very excited about it because it, there are a lot of a lot of stakeholders almost 15,000 stakeholders who contributed to that honor so wow. that's that's my good news story. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank and, you. And you said you're you're nosy. I'm I'm hearing it as you're a doer. You're getting things done. <laughs> you're stepping up saying no one's doing it. Okay, I'll do it. Make sure it happens. And now 15,000 people are connecting. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. I, I would expect you to put a positive spin on, <laughs> I guess, one person's busybody is another person's doer. So I like really? that. I like that. That's the uh, more acceptable, <laughs> flattering term. So I like it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So speaking of catchphrases and things, do you have any mantras, quotes that you find yourself going back to time and time again? Yes, I have. Well, I have a few, but here, here are two of my top, top, top. Uh, one is take lemons and make lemonade. And then the other one is one person's trash is another person's treasure. So those are two of my favorites. I don't know who is responsible for, for saying those originally. And then pretty much the whole, all of the quotes of Winston Churchill. He's got some real gems. I've got a little book of quotes that I, of his, that I keep. And like what, one of his quotes is, um, democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others. <laughs> and, uh, he's got, he's got some, some, some funny ones and success is going to from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. I love I've that, seen one. that one. I love that. Yeah. yeah. He's, oh, you know what? I learned this on a podcast just yesterday and it was so great that 
Winston Churchill is the first person to use LOL as a as an abbreviation. Like he really? he invented LOL way before the internet, way before. I mean, I don't, of course he did. He's so clever. He was so clever and so so wonderful. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. I love little trivia bit for everybody. There we go. <laughs> yes, yes, that was just that was that was such a gem. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Marlene, if someone came to you and they said they want to make a difference, they want to make an impact through what they're doing, but they just don't know how to start. Is there something you would tell them? Well, volunteer for everything. Uh, and yeah, don't be shy about it. If if you see an opportunity, even if it's it's something that may may not present itself as an opportunity to other people, again, one person's trash is another person's treasure. And uh, that is so true in this world, especially, well, when you think of all different kinds of things, another one of my interests is thrifting. I love to go to thrift stores and garage sales. And um, I find so many cool things that people have discarded. And then also my, my little dog Blanche is a rescue uh, adopted from the local shelter here in, in the San Fernando Valley in Van Nuys. And she is the biggest treasure in my life. And I can only assume that someone either gave her away or she got lost and no one bothered to find her. She wasn't microchipped or anything when I got her. So, but she's my treasure and so many things. So if you can just reframe stuff and and it also goes hand in hand with take lemons and make lemonade, something that might seem like a huge disappointment or tragedy I mean, it is it is hard to see the good in some some things but there's usually some little grain of sand some little thing that could be excavated from even even a terrible situation and um and that can be nurtured and grown into some something else that's positive so Yes, that, you know, it's, it's amazing. You just said that too. That's come up in almost every interview of this season. Now that, that idea of perspective of taking a situation and turning it around for a better outcome. So Mm -hmm. like, wow, you said it too. It's just, it keeps coming up, keeps coming up. And it is, it's, it's hugely important. I mean, every single person can find that, you know, somewhere in their lives where it's okay. How can I look at this differently? Right. So excellent. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that is very important. I think it's an important coping skill because otherwise, I mean, acceptance is is also important because there are some things you can't change. But if yes. you try to find something positive, it, it's almost like make t- turning it into a game. You know, like yeah. challenging yourself to to find something just the same way as you would do a word search or a, a puzzle or something like that. And, um, and that helps to, to dull the pain of certain mm-hmm. situations. And just like that, the brain starts to adapt, just like you get stronger at a game, right? That muscle, yes. starts to get, the brain starts to look for the, that, that change of perspective more easily. Yeah. So that's your go-to. That's like your default, uh, response instead of, Oh God, I'm destroyed or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Marlene. 
that is such such a fantastic way to wrap up too. And now you have to tell us where we can find you, where we can follow you, see what you're up to, <laughs> and and Blanche. Oh yes, yes. So um, so Blanche and I, Blanche Blanche Dubois Sharp is my is my furry child as well as my business partner. So our company is Pink Poodle Productions, and the website is pinkpoodleproductions.com, and. FYI, Blanche is a Bichon poodle mix. So she identifies as both a Bichon and a poodle. So we love both. And and she might even have Maltese or something else mixed in there. We're not really sure, but she's just a little ball of white fluff. So we, um, we pay respect to all little white balls of fluff as a result. (laughs) (laughs) So pinkpoodleproductions.com is my website. And I am a maniac on LinkedIn. That is, that is my jam. I'm on LinkedIn as Marlene Sharp. And, uh, but I am, uh, I'm on Facebook as Marlene Sharp too. And um, uh, what else? Yeah, those are the, the f- Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are my main social channels. Excellent. Marlene, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been great, Kate. And, and thank you for, for bringing such a, a welcome message of, of positivity and goodness to, to the, the pod It's very refreshing, especially uh, as a connoisseur of true crime podcasts. <laughs> it's nice to have something that is not that as a, as a brain cleanse. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. You want to be on the edge of your seat, but not 24 seven. Exactly. You need a break at some point and this is it. Great. Reminder that not every person you meet on the street is going to, you know, kill you in your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Be the Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.